The world's greatest story. Are there spiritual realms? Do you believe there is more to this life, to this world, than what we can see and measure and touch? Do you believe in spiritual beings? See, I just had a fascinating conversation with Jason Humphreys. Now, Jason is a leader of a church in London, and he just spent some time explaining to me what the Bible says about spiritual beings, about spiritual realms, and how that has a, an effect on the lives that we live as human beings. And what I thought was really amazing, he talks about how it's important for us to not only acknowledge the reality of spiritual beings and the spiritual realm, but actually to interact with them in order to live the fullest experience that we can in our lives and as spiritual beings. So I'd encourage you to sit back, relax, listen to my conversation with Jason. And if you do have any comments, pop them in the comments below. And if you do have any questions, just email us at gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk. So please enjoy my conversation with Jason Humphreys. Hello, welcome Jason. Hey, thank you so much. It's great to have you uh, with us. Do you want to say a little bit about about who you are, where you are, what do you do? Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity um, to connect and to share with you. So, yes, Jason, um, I'm a pastor up at Tilton Church uh, in Belmont in Sutton. And I've been here now. Far away from me, which is. No. (laughs) So, I've been here now about six years. Um, just over six years. Before that, I was actually at a Baptist church for about 10 years as a pastor in Cape Town. Um, So studied, uh, did my master's uh, out there, um, which was amazing, really amazing opportunity um, to see what God was doing in Cape Town and be a part of that and church planting. um, And then felt the call to come over here with my wife, three boys, Wow. And so that was quite a move, lots of stories in there as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's been amazing to be here and to sink in with what God is doing in this nation, what God's doing in London. That's kind of a bit, a bit more of our context. We like to think we are London here. Um, yeah, you're inside the M25. So we'll inside the M25. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's great. And um, we, I just want to have a chat with you. Mm. Uh, this afternoon because about something you've probably got a bit more experience than than me and that's to do with spiritual beings and spiritual realms and okay yeah uh, weird stuff i guess but i'd yes. like to maybe just chat a little bit about that that kind yeah. of stuff really which right. i think is an important part of the christian faith and yet it's maybe something that we tend to try and ignore a little bit Yeah, yeah, which I completely understand because, you know, I I think this is a difficult thing for many people, you know, particularly in a Western culture, for us to be able to get our heads around this because, you know, we don't grow up going to school, going to university, learning about spiritual realms (laughs) and angels and spiritual beings. You know, that's just not a part of our background and so we then come to the bible which seems to be you know full of these things and it can be really difficult for us to make that shift 
into a different way. Um, and I guess we would say a, a kind of God perspective on reality above and beyond what we might see and perceive always with our natural senses. And so that's a big learning curve for us. Yeah. And I, I mean, think I guess I guess struggle with. Yeah, I guess what you could say is that the West is in the minority in this mm. world in, in not believing in this stuff. And for yeah. for many others in our world, this would be quite a natural thing to believe in. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, in the world now, that would be the case. And, and obviously over history, that would be, yeah. you mm. know, throughout history, that, that would be true as well. So it's sort of a unique time in the history of the world, I guess, and in, you know, the history of Christianity to, and, and Judaism and into Christianity to be in a moment where people struggle in the way that they do to get their heads around spiritual realities um, because that's not the struggle of the scriptures no um you know they they don't have that struggle that we perhaps do with the worldview that's so prevalent around us today yeah yeah, yeah. so if you could describe the worldview maybe of the bible and the bible authors how, how would you go about describing that and those spiritual beings that it, it talks about okay i mean i think you know, what I always find as an approach to the scriptures that's helpful, particularly around this, is to understand the Bible doesn't always cover every subject in detail in the particular passage that you're looking at. Hmm. But there are moments in the Bible where topics will be discussed in greater depth. And the hope is that as we read those areas that address a topic in greater depth, we then bring that insight and understanding into every other facet of the scriptures that we then read so that we read the Bible through the lens of the more detailed areas of the Bible that cover a particular space. And so you know, I think we, we really understand that perhaps going from New Testament to Old Testament. We read yeah. about Jesus in the New Testament. We then go back into the Old Testament with a lens that we're meant to carry and we understand things in, in you know, to a, a greater level of detail now. Yeah. And it's the same when it comes to questions around worldview and questions around spiritual beings and spiritual realms. There are some places that we need to land to gain keys, biblical keys to understand kind of the rest. So, yeah. I mean, even right in the beginning, the setup is different, isn't it? And, yeah. and I know you've kind of covered this, I think it sounds like, but, you know, we live in a world today that doesn't make space for creator. No. And so right up front, you know, in the Bible, you have the theme. There is a creator who is God, who is above all of us, you know, who is spirit. John chapter four, God, who is spirit. There's a spiritual being, God, eternal, all powerful. And he has created what we know and see. Hmm. And, and so if you think of a kind of foundational seed to set up the worldview of the scriptures, that really would be at the bottom of that. Yeah. And that's then meant to influence and touch all the ways that we read the rest of the scriptures. Okay, so there is a, there is a spiritual reality above and beyond and behind this that's bigger than what we maybe have access to with our natural eyes and our you know, our, our natural senses. Hmm. Hmm. So, okay. So starting with God creator, 
so we've got gods. Is yeah. that it in terms of the spiritual beings? We've just got God? Because I guess most people would probably be quite happy with that one. Yes, uh, which is a good place to start, isn't it? <laughs> it is a good place okay. to start, yeah. You know, we feel, but even that, I think we can sometimes feel, like, how do we relate to God who is spirit? Mm. And yet Jesus says, you know, we will worship him in spirit and in truth. There's a, there's a way to spiritually engage and connect with God. We know about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So obviously there's the Trinity. I mean, even getting our head around that is difficult. So you know, the there's a reality is, to that that's above and beyond us. So the Trinity is the God is comprised of three parts, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit. And yeah. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. And so there's another kind of filling out of our understanding of who God is, the spiritual being. But then there are angels. I mean, we're just not that far away from Christmas. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you read about Michael and Gabriel and then also things like the host of heaven. And yeah. host is kind of weird language for us. Yeah. You know, what is that? It's not someone who invites you around for a party. <laughs> you know, it's it's an army. It was it, the, the armies of heaven. So you've got, you know, you've got Michael, you've got Gabe, you've got these angelic beings, spiritual yeah, yeah. beings. You know, we can struggle for language sometimes with this hmm. um, that comprise this universe that God has made. Um, you know, spiritual beings that are there that seem to be able to come and go and sometimes interact with us. They're not God, as in they're not the God, yeah. but they are like him in the sense that they are spirit beings. And most of the time they seem to scare people. Most people's response is they went yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> Although there, I guess there are those, um, you know, we are told that sometimes we might have entertained them without knowing. Ah, uh, yes, that is a good point. Yes. So there's almost seems to be a way that they're able to engage in this physical realm. Mm. Um, you, you know, when Jesus goes up on the mount and there's the transfiguration and they see something of his glory at a level they hadn't seen previously. Um, but it was, you know, he is always God. <laughs> yeah. um, and yet it's cloaked, isn't it? It's not yeah. seen, it's, it's laid aside. And so it seems that there is a capacity for these angelic beings to enter into this physical realm and either be seen more for what they are or perhaps less noticeable. So yeah. and I guess we had that with um, was it Abraham. I'm trying to right. think. Yeah, when he had the three visitors turn up at his house. Yes. <laughs> and they turned up they were angelic beings, but he didn't know. That. He just got Tom yeah. Sarah to get dinner ready. ready. So that's the kind yes. of, yeah, that, that interaction of the spirit, spiritual beings with our physical world to such yeah. an extent that sometimes we don't even realize it. Yes. Whilst if we look at the Christmas story, it was very obvious. Yeah. That it was happening. Yeah. And I think this reflects one of the differences perhaps between the way we can sometimes approach the Bible and spiritual things, mm -hmm. you know, which we can struggle with a bit and the people within the biblical time would have approached this. So for us, we tend to see it as much more separate, you know, heaven is a place very far away. 
the angels are there, we do things down here. Occasionally there's an interaction, but really we're pretty separate. Yeah. Whereas the biblical worldview, you know, Old Testament through to New Testament is much, much more integrated than that. Mm. Um, there is a much higher um, sort of level of understanding that what is happening within the spiritual realm and what is happening within the physical realm is much more interwoven. Mm. Um, and so where we might see it like this, mm. they saw it a bit more like this. Um, yeah, you know, a, a significant of, overlap, yeah. Significant overlap, yeah. yes. Which I think is a mindset change for us that mm. is, is difficult because we don't see, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay. So we've got gods. Yes. We've we've got Godfather, God Son, God Holy Spirit, which is very yeah. confusing, but that's still fairly kind of normal in church to kind of understand God that yeah. way. Uh angels, you're pushing it a little bit, but we've got those in the Christmas story. So yeah. okay, we'll let you have that one. Yeah. What about the opposite side of the equation, yeah. I suppose? <laughs> and we've got the dark, darker side, and yeah, we've got devil or satan we've got demons i mean how does that yeah. all work yeah. out i mean yeah it's a bit scary to me yes and again really understandable particularly you know we live in a time with the media that we have and mm. the way this is kind of sometimes betrayed there is a a real fascination with this in the in the media you know yeah. within the film world within the kind of literature and you know if it's not coming out the scriptures then our understanding of that can be quite broken. Um, and, and yet, you know, there is a reality there that we need to understand because the Bible talks about it. And mm. I guess I would have the perspective of if the Bible talks about it, if Jesus talks about it, then there must be significance in that. There's a reason that that's happened. And, you know, we can feel safe with God as God teaches us. Yeah, about yeah. these things so i like to land you know as a or at least a, to land and launch <laughs> from jesus and his approach to this yeah so you know jesus teaches about satan and talks about that you know john chapter 8 in the beginning you know he was a liar and a murderer from the beginning and, and we have in John chapter 8 this interesting kind of dialogue he's having with the religious leaders of the time. Mm -hmm. And he says to them, look, you, there is, a, there is a seed of influence that you are operating under. And it's not the seed of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's actually the seed of the enemy, the father of the lie, who was the deceiver from the beginning. And this is one of those Bible things we notice where, okay, so he's talking about the beginning. What do we think of? You know, we automatically are meant to think of Genesis chapter three and the serpent in the garden. That's weird. You know, talking snake chapter three yeah. of the Bible. It's kind of meant to make us realize something is going on here. Mm. There is another reality at work. And that that's what you talked about earlier about the lens that we, mm. we we view a passage like that in Genesis chapter 3 through, because it, it could just be a snake, but it is a bit weird. But actually, yeah. 
viewing it through Jesus's teaching and the New Testament teaching, then that that snake takes on a more sinister uh, form, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that's true, isn't it? Through the scriptures, where there is an expanding mm. of the understanding of some of these core themes mm. that are almost like seeds in the Old Testament, and they become. I guess to use Jesus kind of language, they become like fruit in the New Testament. You know, they are they they are understood more fully mm. in the teaching of Jesus and the apostles um, than they perhaps were originally. Or, although the understanding is very present there. You know, yeah. I think if you were to talk to a Jewish person, you know, um, living in. I don't know that, you know, the time of the prophets or David or wherever it is, mm. you know, about the beginning of the Bible and what was going on. They would understand okay, that there is a spiritual entity of evil that has mm. been at the bottom of this deception of humanity. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we are alert to that and aware of that. So, mm. you know, that that's important for us to understand. Yeah. And which is why Jesus teaches. In fact, all so much of Jesus' ministry was dealing with evil, sort of mm. per, like uh, personified evil, uh, evil spiritual beings. To, yeah. It wasn't know, just a political it. movement, was it, Jesus? No. He was coming up against spiritual beings that yeah. were influencing people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what is it, Acts chapter 10? where mm. Peter goes to um, Cornelius, it's that kind of first movement of the gospel to the Gentiles, and he's giving a summary statement of the ministry of Jesus. And he says, you know what happened, how um, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, with power, and how he went around doing good and healing all those who were under the power, or depending trans which translation you have, uh, under like the oppression of the devil. And so, you know, one of the ways that Peter summarizes the ministry of Jesus is in this context of helping people come out from underneath the seed, the influence, the oppression, um, the gravity yeah. <laughs> of this, this spiritual evil that would stand against, against God. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, it's what's, we, we see the effects of it um, perhaps more than we see the cause. Yeah. And so the Bible gives us this insight into what's kind of behind some of what's going on. So, so have we got here a simple dualism then where all good stuff is from God, all bad stuff is from the devil. And it's, that's just the way the world is. I mean, how do we interpret this? How do we understand this? Do we think there's, a demon behind every single illness and everything that goes wrong in my life from stubbing my toe to getting mm. cancer. How, how do we, how do we interpret this? Well, I think one of the dangers obviously with, with um, coming to the scriptures is if we make things too binary mm -hmm. and lose the nuance. Yeah. So um, we can sometimes, we want things to be simple, <laughs> you know, but truth sometimes isn't simple, mm. you know, and so it's complex, but that doesn't mean it's not true, you know, so, and we can describe something in different ways. So the way that I talk to one of my younger boys about a, the body and how it works, it's very different to the way a professor would speak about it 
as he's educating people who are going to be surgeons. And at that so. level, you suddenly begin to realize the body is quite complex, beautifully mm. so. Um, and it's not, it's not maybe as simplistic as my dad had told me about when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so with this, you know, there is complexity to it. And there is truth that we need to hold together in harmony. So on the one hand, we have done evil. Mm. You know, like my heart is capable of sinning all on my own. Yeah. <laughs> one that's my it's the problem with us as yeah. humans. Yeah. But equally, there is an evil present in the world that is at work with a gravity, a lie, an influence a force, an intentional force hmm. to deceive, to distract, to disrupt and to push pe people away from the Lord. And I think you see that right from Genesis chapter three, right through the scriptures into the ministry of Jesus and, you know, right through the rest of the New Testament. So, um, yes, it's it's not a simple dualism. And also God is above it all. It's not like God and Satan are on a par with one another. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not what the scriptures teach. However, we are taught he is a real adversary and there are spiritual beings that we don't want to give allegiance to. Yeah. Um, and in fact, Jesus has said we need to learn to exercise authority over that influence so that we can walk by his kingdom and not by the kingdom of the world is it john who says that we know brothers and sisters the whole world is under the influence of the enemy hmm. and so this sort of happens at a macro level as well as at a at a kind of individual personal level yeah and i suppose the bible tells us don't mess around with that dark evil stuff because you're going to get yourself in trouble but it also recognizes the fact that in our day-to-day -day walk we will come across these things and therefore we need to be suited and booted and ready to yes to take authority where is where it's necessary yeah. yeah and and i think if we you know i always feel safe landing on the lifestyle life ministry practice of jesus hmm. and what did he anticipate in his life you know what did he anticipate going into the synagogues to teach what did he anticipate with the crowds as he was doing ministry? You know, what did Paul anticipate as he's writing the letter to the Ephesians, that the struggles that they might have to live out their faith, mm. you know, with integrity and faithfulness to God, you yeah. know, th they anticipated that in Paul's words, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and powers and, you know, in, many places and so there is this dynamic that it's almost always there and yet it's engaged in different ways sometimes yeah. it's much more intense sometimes it's less so but we never get away from this conflict or wrestling i think is the language that paul uses mm -hmm. until jesus comes again and and completely makes everything yeah as it yeah. should be yeah, yeah. So my question, I guess, is this is all sounding very interesting, um, yeah. very plausible, very biblical. But is this how 
have you got experience of this yourself? Have you seen this as a reality yeah. in your life, in your ministry, in your your life experiences? Yes. Kind of a, confirm what yeah. you've kind of pieced together from, from the biblical yeah. text. Yeah. I mean, one thing on that is I would never want to teach as authoritative my experiences. Yeah. However, where I have had experiences that seem to line up with what I would consider the plain teaching of scripture, mm-hmm. I can now understand those experiences in light of the teachings of the Bible. Mm. So a bit like prayer for healing that we would do. We pray for people. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, we pray for people and we pray, pray for a lot of people. And sometimes those people have got better. Amen. <laughs> you know, which has been amazing. Now, could you say there is another cause behind that? You know, maybe. And obviously people who don't have a faith like us would, would do that. You know, maybe this has just gone into remission. Maybe it was because of medication. Maybe it went away. Maybe the body healed. And yet for us, we look at that and we say, no, well, you know, the doctor said this wasn't going to happen. And then we prayed and now it's changed. We believe God is a God who answers prayer. We've seen it in the scriptures. We're now seeing this take place and we understand our experience in light of the Bible. Yeah. And so like on that, paradigm um i i think i have really seen this you know obviously in ministry there have been some moments that have been much more intense Mm -hmm. where we've you know done ministry with people who you know and this hasn't been very often but there have been times where people have been i would say in that category of more significantly under the influence of the enemy to the detriment of their life and character and well-being um how, how did you see that how did it manifest manifest itself did you just look at their lifestyle and go there's something significantly wrong here we need to pray for you or is it more obvious i mean like you said we see this is so twisted in the media with yes exorcisms and werewolves and vampires you know it's, it's yeah. very exciting but that's not reality or is it yeah I mean, I, I think what you see in the ministry of Jesus and in the ministry of the apostles is there's not a huge amount of hype, is there? It's all done very normally, although it's it's not normal, and yet it's done in a normal. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's powerful and it's supernatural for ba- lack of better language, yeah. um, and yet it's not it's not done in a way that um is excessive but it's powerful and authoritative and so yeah there there have been a a few people where i think both the discernment as we've prayed yeah and then as we've prayed the things that have happened sometimes intense spiritual things Hmm. you know people speaking in other voices um you know uh, nasty stuff you know the way people react but that is a very small percentage of the ministry so i don't want to make that out that that's common but i've seen that yeah and i've seen the impact of that of how someone has been a particular way and they've had ministry and prayer and their life is completely different afterwards um and you just look at that and you go okay they they were really battling this was a mess 
and now they're loving the Lord and walking with God and you know everything has kind of been put and pieced together and you just come away and reflect on that and say well you know what this just looks like the gospels to me mm. I feel safe with this you know yeah. and I feel safe with the way this has happened you know at other times there there have been things that I've experienced. Um, I mean, just to share one example, when we were coming to South Africa, I mean, from South Africa here, hmm. there was, you know, there's a lot to organize and to do. Um, and there's a lot of things that potentially can go wrong. And I found myself one afternoon just feeling incredibly anxious about the whole process. Like, like I don't normally feel anxious, like real fear, worry, have we done the right thing? You know, are we actually going to be able to do this? Um, one of the things I was really worried about, I reflect on it now and it kind of seems strange, but I was thinking, what are we going to, we're going to get there and we're going to need a car, but how are we going to get around to find a car? You know, yeah. we, we need the car to get around. And how are we going to work with the family and the schools if we don't have transport? And I just got myself into a state yeah. <laughs> over how this was going to work. And I remembered some of the things that we, you know, we reflected on. And, um, you know, God has not given us a spirit of timidity and fear, but of love and power, a sound mind. And I just began to pray, pray for protection, confess my fear sense that this was a form of spiritual attack it's mm. almost like this didn't feel normal and natural prayed into that rebuked the enemy chose to really trust in god and surrendered the whole situation to him mm. okay. less than half an hour later i got a phone call from someone in the uk to say jason we just had it on our heart right now to say when you arrive we'd like to give you a car Wow. And I said, I actually worry. I was like, what, how much money are they going to want for this car? I don't know if yeah. I'm going to be able to afford it. And I said, yeah. what, you know, how much would you like for it? And they said, no, no, we actually want to give you the car as a gift. We know that you're wow. going to need it. And I think for me, I came out of that time going, okay, I think that really was a form of spiritual attack, if we want to mm. use that language. There was fear about following God. There was indecision. I, I, I was battling to trust God in that moment. And yet, as I chose to lean into Jesus, put my trust in, stand on the scriptures, mm. pray as he's taught us to pray, trust in God's provision, the fear left and God's provision arrived. Mm. And, and I think for me, that was just, you know, typifies, I guess, how some of this can be experienced, maybe in a more normative way. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes fear is not just fear. Sometimes mm. it can be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess with that particular experience, you could put it down to, well, you just you meditated, you prayed and you calmed yourself down. It was purely just. Absolutely. your mental and physical but actually yeah. coupled with that phone call in such a short period of time of god's intervention in a miraculous mm. way that prov with his provision mm. then that yeah that puts it on a completely different level isn't it it's not just you're feeling yeah. good about yourself you've done some meditation actually this is god's intervening yeah. in, in our worlds and in your and life. we've seen that you know with with a range of things where things get stuck 
um, or things in the church, suddenly things just don't feel right in the service, in the worship time. You know, something doesn't feel, um, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be the level of confidence or faith or mm. trust in God that there, there often is. You know, why is that? Yeah. And I think what this has taught me, the more I've understood this, you know, to to regularly be going to God and say, God, what is going on? Yeah. You know, it's, is this is this just the normal pattern of life can be hard? In this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. You know, that take hard, I've overcome the world. And so not all trouble is because I'm facing a, you know, a spiritual attack. Hmm. But I've learned to ask the question. And when I have a sense that it is, to approach that in the ways that Jesus seemed to um, model for us or hmm. the apostles model for us or teach us. And I think as we follow his ways, as well as follow his teaching, it's in that environment that we get to see the life of the kingdom, you know, really correct. My phone is going off. I'm just going to switch it off. There we go. Gone. <laughs> I did that before. So, so I kind of picking up on that then, because mm. I guess the temptation for, for many of us, particularly yeah. as we're so influenced by what we see in media, which yes. when it comes to spirituality can be very dark and sinister. The yes. temptation can be, okay, let's just forget about that. Let's just ignore it. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with God create a bit. I'm happy yeah. with a bit of prayer. Holy Spirit, mm, well, yeah, yeah, okay. We're, we're, we're kind of okay with that. But the rest I'm just going to keep at arm's length. Mm. You know, ignorance mm. is bliss. I'd rather not know. Yes. It sounds from what you're saying that actually we're missing, potentially missing out on on something significant in our life. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think if we were to apply that to other areas of the Bible hmm. and say, you know what, we find this particular teaching difficult. Hmm. So we're just not going to touch on that or reflect on that or teach on that. And we find this difficult. And so we're not going to touch on that and reflect on that either. What begins to happen is you, you are removing the life <laughs> of the kingdom from being able to be sown into us. And I don't think it's for us to determine what's important or not. Hmm. You know, God understands the world, us, reality at a level that is far beyond us. You know, lean not on your own understanding lean on his understanding and let him guide you in all your ways and so if god says this is significant for us to live close to jesus to live like jesus in the world you know to be his disciples hmm. you know to be a, an apprentice of jesus to be a follower of jesus and learn to live the way that he lived you know look at the look at the um the great commission you know go into all the world teach them to obey everything that i've commanded you to, so you've got Jesus telling the disciples how to live, how to do ministry, what to be aware of, how to understand what's going on. He doesn't hold back from these spiritual things. Hmm. They then go on and do the same. We see that in their life. We see that in their teaching. And so I think for us to assume that we can live the Jesus life and lifestyle without having this as a part of our framework 
mm. um, you know, I, I think is, is just unrealistic. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I was listening to Tim Mackey from the Bible Project the other day yeah. on the topic. And it was really interesting because he said, you know what? For years, I've not wanted to touch this. Hmm. I've actually been afraid. Like, I don't like it. Doesn't, I think his language was, it doesn't vibe with me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I, this is not my world. And so I ignored it. Hmm. And now I've started to look at it afresh. And I've realized you can't actually understand it all. The scriptures, the story of Jesus the gospel without the at least you can't understand it fully hmm. without this key in the mix yeah um and and it was really interesting to hear the journey that even he's been on at the bible project with coming to see this narrative theme right from genesis right through the old testament you know right into the rest of the scriptures that this is an essential element for us to be able to understand Jesus teaching and the life that he's called us to live. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So we don't want to see a demon behind every bush and get all caught up in watching horror films and getting really kind of overtaken by the darkness. We don't want that. Mm. We don't want the, I'm just going to ignore it and hope it goes away because mm. that's not what we're called to do. That's not what it means to be fully living as Jesus yeah. did and ministering as Jesus did. So if we wanted to take some maybe some baby steps, someone's watching this and going, yeah. actually, yeah. yeah, this this is vibing with me. Mm. How do I go about doing this? Mm. What what would be your recommendations? I mean, I think one of my first recommendations would be return to the scriptures mm. with an open mind about this. You know, perhaps you take one of the gospels and read it. And begin to look at the way Jesus engages, first of all. Just ask that question as you're reading. You know, God, help me to see and understand what Jesus did and how he did it. You know, maybe you go to some of the other key passages of the, you know, that relate to this. Like I said, these keys that help us understand the rest. Like in, you know, Ephesians chapter 6, the armor of God. Often we look at that and we think Sunday school, you know, everyone dresses up as a Roman soldier and okay, well, maybe I read that again and meditate on that passage of scripture again and look at my life and the world through that lens mm. more intentionally, because now you are beginning to bring, you know, the Bible into this facet of life that you wanting to step into and you're living out of that. So that would be the first thing, you know, I think the next thing would be maybe just to ask that simple question that I, that I said, if you in a situation that just feels a little off, you're having a really bad day, you know, or, you know, work is just particularly hard at the moment, or, you know, you're in the service and you're leading worship and it's just feeling really difficult or whatever it is. And just say, Lord, I just want to ask you, do I need to be aware of anything hmm. that I'm not aware of right now? And, and if I do, would you show me? Hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that's a that's a really because then we if God shows you, we can trust him, can't we? Yeah. 
Like yeah. if he's going to show you what's happening, it's going to be for your good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things I say to people, it's a bit like you wouldn't go driving without windscreen wipers. Yeah. Because, you know, and you maybe don't buy your car by choosing which car is the best windscreen wipers. It's maybe like not on the feature list, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if it wasn't there, it'd be a real problem. If it suddenly starts to rain, you now can't clear the water off the screen. You can't, But it's not about the wipers. It's about where you're going. Yeah. And, and this is a bit like that for me. It's like, we need to know how to clear the what's happening in front of us mm. in order to be able to move forwards when there is a downpour. Yeah. You know, or when there is mud that splashes onto the screen, mm. you know, so that you can clear it off and begin to learn the lessons, you know, from the scriptures to, to teach us that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, is there any, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on this out there. You put mm. a search into YouTube, you're going to get some pretty rubbish stuff. Mm. Is there any safe places, any authors, any websites anything that you would go you know what if you want to go a little bit deeper on this this would be yeah. a safe place to look yeah well um i mean you know that the jesus ministry team have yeah. put, you know and stuart these has put together some videos that are on youtube about sort of understanding the, the supernatural realm yeah. and an so introduction to that put, uh, stepping into the supernatural stepping into the supernatural so we can put a link to that series uh in the in the, the bottom of this this video so yeah yeah that would be great. I mean, I think a lot of people know the Bible Project guys. Yeah. And what they've done. Um, and they kind of have two arms to, to mm. their ministry. There's the, you, you might have seen the, the animated videos. Mm. And it's, they're not animated because they're for children. It's you know, but it's to, to, to show us kind of what's going on. And they've done and released now a whole theme on understanding kind of spiritual realms. Mm. Um, understanding that as a narrative theme through the Bible, yeah. um, understanding the counsel of God, that the kind of angelic hosts, yeah. um, understanding how Jesus kind of comes to overcome the power of the enemy. It's one of the themes through the Gospels. Yeah. And so you could have a look at that. They also have a podcast where they deal with that in, in a more in-depth way. Yeah. Um, which, you know, which you could you could look at as well. So, I mean, those are two easy examples that would be known, yeah. um, which you could have a look at. Yeah. 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 That's excellent. Yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a link in the bio uh, for that and then people can have a look uh, at that. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate your time and your your thoughts. And, yeah, it's been really uh, eye-opening it's been really great um is there anything you've you want to add or have you covered everything or do you want to leave us with anything um yeah i mean I, just to reiterate again i think this is going to be a process for a lot of us mm. it was definitely a process for me and so you know i am um, as i say i studied in a baptist seminary that was not a particularly charismatic space for any of the things related to, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, that charismatic environment, faithful, you know, wonderful Christian people. And yet this wasn't really a part of that paradigm. Mm. And so for me, I had a heap of questions. And, and I think that's okay, provided we come to the right source for the answers. Yes. Um, and so if we keep coming to the scriptures with an open heart to say, you know what, 
I want you, God, to transform and change me. I need to see this in here, but I also don't want my bias and my cultural norms to color what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. I want you to renew my mind mm -hmm. and my thinking, you know? And so I know that I've been impacted by this Western culture that we live in. Yeah. And a lot of that's good, but some of it's not. And so would you reshape me out of that and embrace the process and let God teach you hmm. um, and let, and because then you'll own it for yourself. You won't just accept it because someone's told you, you will see it because God's put it in your heart to be able to, to see and to, and to recognize. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Thank you so much, uh, Jason. Just remind us which church are you at so we can look up your church website. Oh yeah. So it's uh, Chilton church yeah. in, in Sutton. So www.chiltonchurch.org.uk. Cool. And is, is that an uh, independent church? Is it affiliated? independent evangelical church? So, yeah, I came from a Baptist church into an evangelical church. There's a lot of similarity. I feel pretty comfortable <laughs> yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Jason. All right. Such a pleasure. Blessings. Cheers. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, then please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do like our video and do please share on social media. You can find us, Holy Baptist Church, on Facebook or Instagram, just search Holy Baptist. And if you have any questions or would like more information, then do contact us at gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk. Thank you for watching.